From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of August 8th, 2012 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Walter Eccles, Julie Martin, Sean Thompson, and Dustin West. Joining us via Skype, Diz Senior Editor Leah Zanola. In this episode, Julie and Leah are going to talk about the Small World Nursery on board the Disney Dream. This is where the little ones... The one still in diapers, I guess. Three months to three years. Three months to three years go when uh, their parents want to... Have time to themselves. <laughs> I love how Julie finishes my sentences. <laughs> so we're going to turn it over to Leah and Julie. Okay. Um, you know, the official name is it, the It's a Small World Nursery, and that is such a tongue twister. I think they need to shorten it to just Small World Nursery. Well, they, well, they should get on that. <laughs> So we called it Small World School um, because Ferris goes to school. And that way, Finley felt a little more comfortable about the fact that maybe she was being included in something that she currently is not included in, which is Ferris's school. So um, like I said, it is the babysitting center on the ship. It's for three months to three years, and it's located on Deck 5 midship. The whole nursery is themed around It's a Small World, um, from the colors to... A lot of the um, the theming on the wall where there are knobs and all sorts of things to turn and push and tug. It, it looks like the giant um, clock that you see when you walk in through the queue. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, of course, there's all sorts of different riding vehicles. I know Ferris and Finley really enjoyed those. They have blocks and just almost, you know, every toy that you could imagine. As well as like creative things like painting and coloring. And there's a huge big screen TV where they play what else but Disney movies? <laughs> I was going to say Cinemax After Dark, but oh, okay. Oh, uh, no. Um, <laughs> the floor also, it even has the Blue River representing um, the Small World River that runs right through the middle of the nursery. Does it smell like chlorine? No. Okay. Sorry. More than likely, it's going to smell like baby poop or vomit. So um, I wouldn't get that close to it. <laughs> give me chlorine. Um, Like I said, there's tons of hands-on features that keep your kids busy, horns to honk, wheels to turn, um, just tons of things to do. And they do crafts, books, games, and they have tables that are just perfect size for toddlers and the chairs as well. And they have a second room that is kept dimly lit, and it has um, cribs. (laughs) Like, what's the word I'm looking for? For them to nap in. And they also have rocking chairs and things like that. Um, I know that Ferris was rocked to sleep. On multiple occasions. Because really? he, he likes snuggling. So um, Chloe was his favorite nursery worker. All the ladies are from England. Uh, at least I know that when we were on the ship, they were. So it kind of gives it a Mary Poppins feel to me. Oh, yeah. You know? Wow. I felt like they had their own little Mary Poppins team. So it was really very nice. Um, there's a $6 per hour charge. It's a minimum of two hours each time you're going to book uh, a stay for your child in the nursery. And then any additional children in the same family are $5 per hour. Um, I'm not sure. I know Lee and I talked about this, about what we pay at home for babysitting services. And Corey and I, we pay $12 an hour to our sitter. So 
this was a dollar less than what we would pay on a normal basis. <laughs> yeah, we pay $6 an hour for our three kids Yeah, because of where we live. So for us, this is a little expensive, but considering what you're getting, it's not really. It's just what we're used to. I wish I lived where Leah lived. <laughs> Six dollars for three kids. But there were no people where Leah lived. <laughs> and some of my babysitter hears this. I'm just getting twelve dollars an hour. Um, yeah, but your babysitter has to drive like three and a half hours to get to your house. <laughs> um, cancellations can be made, but you want to make those twelve hours in advance. Any less than twelve hour, anything less than twelve hours, you're going to be charged because they need to be able to to book that time for someone else. Right. How, so, oh, I'm sorry. How, okay. how busy was it when you were on? Was it fully booked? Not busy. Really? Really? Because they allowed us to book 10 hours. <laughs> oh, that's right. I've heard you mention that. So you could right. only book 10 hours. Prior to the, to the cruise. And so we knew we needed to book um, some additional hours for our dinner that we had at Remy on the ship. So we went immediately on the first day to the open house and let the kids see the nursery, play, kind of get a feel for what was going on. Okay, so prior to sailing, you can schedule 10 hours, but you're not limited to 10 hours. If there's availability on the ship... If there's availability on the ship, you can book more. Okay. Now, did they let you book more the first day? They made us wait until the next morning. Um, we were able to do it the first day. That was one of the first things I went and did. Okay. Um, I don't think... We didn't go to the open house. I think we may have just asked when we were checking the kids in in the terminal. Okay, so yeah. that's why. Yeah, we, we did go to the open house. So we did book some additional hours for our dinner. And then um, we booked some additional hours on the sea day so that Corey and I could spend time at the adult pool with our adult friends. <laughs> Which we was if the, um, the ship had a lot of kids on it this time in June. And they said they had 100 infants, which they said is not very many at all. No. Um, and so they said that's why we were having no problem booking extra time. We, we were on in January, and we were able to book extra time most of the time, but not always. So Yeah, I, I felt like how many kids are on board. I felt like there were no infants because the only ones that I ever saw were, well, children were my children and Lydia. Maybe, maybe they were counting infants as anybody. Yeah, maybe but, anyone. Yeah, there was only a couple extra times that we saw anybody other than Ferris and Finley. And I Lydia. know. <laughs> I so, think they were I always in there together. <laughs> wow. So they had it all to themselves, basically. <laughs> basically. Well, I know this nursery is physically much smaller than the other kids' areas, obviously. I yes. Mean, I mean, these kids aren't running around like the other kids are. But, um, I mean, that might have something to do with the fact that a lot of people don't bring that young of a child onto a cruise, you know? Or when they do, they don't want to be away from right. their kid. Well, this was the first time that I had ever put Ferris or Finley in the nursery. Mm. Um, Ferris's first cruise, he was four months old, and no one was watching right. him. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> but I was a first-time mom, and I also had two very capable grandparents who love him yeah. and I trust wholeheartedly. Right. Exactly. So why would you do anything else? Right. And on the second cruise, we had the same thing. So Ferris is a little old. He's at the end of the nursery age. He's three. But since he isn't potty trained, I knew the kids club, you know, would have some issue with taking him, even though they are super accommodating to um, children with special needs. So um, in December, I am going to see if they won't let him do like even if it's just a few hours trying to let him play um, and experience that other world. If he will separate from Finley, we shall see. Now, just just for the for the listeners who uh, may be new to the show and 
Uh, oh, Ferris has Down syndrome. <laughs> Ferris is three years old. He yeah. has Down syndrome. Uh, Finley is two. Yes. And Lydia is how old now, Lydia? She turned one. one on the cruise. Yeah. She turned one years old on the cruise. Yep. So I just wanted to make sure we yeah. had that. that we are representing all every yeah. age. <laughs> yep. Now, let me ask you something. Uh, you said this was your first time putting Ferris and Finley into a facility like this. Was it difficult? Um, No, and only because... He started school in January, so I have been taking him and dropping him off for you know multiple hours out of the day. Um, I was more worried about Finley mm-hmm. because she's never been dropped off and left. Not like I'm never coming to pick her up, but you know. <laughs> um, and the first day, no problem. They left, went into the nursery, and you know there was no crying, nothing. The second time was a little more difficult. Um, she had latched herself onto me like we had to pry her legs open and her arms off of my neck. Aww. Yeah. But it's just the initial separation for her because right. once she's in there and, and they reassured me every time we picked her up, oh, she cried for like five minutes and then she was fine. Because if she had gone on and on, they would have contacted me. Right, right. You know, any sort of emotional need or, you know, if the child seems in distress, they're going to contact you using the wave phone or pager in the case of the wonder and um, the magic. Right. So I actually have a story about that. Um, go ahead. The first night Lydia got sick when she was in there and she threw up apparently all over one of the workers. Um, so they immediately called us to come get her because they obviously don't want to keep a sick child in there with all the others. Um, so we went to pick her up and we've been on two other cruises and I was sick on both of them. And the last one I was quarantined to the room for 24 hours. And so this is our first night and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is happening again. That someone in our family sick and we're going to be stuck in the room. So we went to pick her up and they had um, changed her clothes because we had an extra outfit in for her and they sent her clothes to the laundry and they had it laundered for free for us, which was nice. So it was mm-hmm. delivered the next wow. day, fresh and clean for us. So we didn't have to mess with that. Um, but then what they asked us is that because she had been sick, we needed to go get a doctor's note for her before we could bring her back. And it was already too late that night. So we went the next morning down to the, um, the doctor that's on, I think, deck one. And we actually didn't even have to see a doctor. She wasn't actually sick. She had eaten like three times what she normally eats. And so she was throwing up because she just eaten too much. And then it was a little bit rocky that night. So we just had to speak with a nurse and get a note saying she was allowed to go back. So we felt comforted, though, knowing that, you know, they're going to call the second anything happens with your child or that your child needs you or anything. They'll either they'll either text or call, I think, depending on what the situation is. So that was kind of nice how that all worked. Now, Leah, let me ask you the same question I asked Julie, you know, dropping your one year old daughter off at the at, at the nursery. Was that was that difficult, concerning? No. <laughs> uh, no. no we're, we're fine with that our kids have always had lots of different babysitters I think part of it is because Dave teaches at a college so we have you know his students will babysit and so it's we have a lot of different people and so they're used to being left with different people Okay. so no, we have no problem with it at all okay. and we know that if we don't do that then we get no free time to ourselves there you go so. exactly right yeah you are Lydia so right. has a little bit of the same separation stuff as Finley, and she'll cry, but it's only about 30 seconds. And she does it anywhere I drop her off, even if it's at my parents' house, who she yeah. sees every single week. So we knew that once we were leaving her and handed her off, even though she was crying, that she would stop soon. So, yeah, we didn't mind at all. I mean, I left Finley with her dad today, 
And so I told her that I was, she saw me getting dressed and she says, Ma, leave, going for a ride? So she thought she was going. No, baby, Mama's going to go record the podcast. No. <laughs> and I said, no, Mommy has to go. But I said, I'll see you in a little while. Ma, come right back. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I'm Ma, by the way. <laughs> Ma. Ma so, Martin. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, baby, Mommy's going to come right back. I'll see you in a little while. So I'm just going to continue with some other little facts uh, for people. Um, if you want to check in on your kids, you can. And they do have um, like a one-way mirror where you can look and watch them, but they oh. can't see you. Oh, that's nice. Which makes it really nice, especially for, I would say, a first-time mom and dad. I probably would have done this multiple times if I hadn't already been accustomed to leaving Ferris. Um You're required to provide your own diapers or pull-ups, um, baby wipes, any extra clothing. Just like Leah said, you never know. Any sort of accident can happen, whether it's vomit or poop. So you want to be prepared. And then um, pre-made bottles, if the child is breastfeeding or on formula, you want to have those. And then any food or sippy cups and security items, such as blankets and pacifiers and stuffed animals. They even allow Finley to bring in her own little plastic princess dolls. I just wrote her, their name on everything. I was about to ask, did you have to label that yourself? Or like- what I did like on her Minnie Mouse, you know, every stuffed animal has a tag on it. I would just took a black Sharpie and I wrote Finley M and Ferris M on everything. And, and the bottles too, the food. And- the sippy cup, um, I did the same thing like with the Sharpie, just wrote it on the bottom and I went ahead and would put the milk or juice that they would want in there and they keep it in a refrigerator and they refill it. Because depending on your child's diet, I mean, that could be really, if they switch that up, you know, with somebody um, else's, exactly. that, that could be really um, bad. Ferris has a latex allergy. So I provided um, latex-free Band-Aids in case of any sort of emergency. I didn't want them. He would not have, like, a, a horrible reaction. He just turns red and kind of yeah. itchy. So he has very sensitive skin. So um, I did provide those. labeling things, we actually did not label our bottles, but they have a label maker. And so they put Lydia's name on it. And then they also hang tags on the diaper bags that have the kids' names so that way they know that, you know, nothing's getting mixed up or anything and they're using that child's things from their own diaper bag. Yeah. Um, and like I said, they do give you either a pager or use your wave phone and they'll contact you in any case of any sort of medical or emotional need. Um, caregivers cannot administer medication. So if your child is on any sort of med- medication, you would have to come and administer that yourself. But they're, um, def- they're always trained in CPR and first aid. And that crew member is present at all times. Um, as far as you have this on your list, they do have juice and crackers that they will feed the children. We were sort of in a tricky situation because Lydia was turning one. And so we were sort of ready to transition off of bottles and into milk. And she was, you know, sort of done with baby food, but wasn't really great at eating regular food yet. And so we didn't really know what to do. So we ended up, um, we decided not to bring formula at all, and we would just go get cartons of, we'd have uh, room service bring us cartons of milk, or we'd get milk from upstairs, um, the deck that was the soda fountains, and we would just bring that in our in our bottles and sippy cups. And then we had, like, some Cheerios and things like that, but they did have crackers and juice that they would feed them. And then I think that they do have regular lunches and dinners for, like, some of the older kids. Now, it wouldn't have applied to Lydia because she was too young, but I think they had like turkey and cheese sandwiches and macaroni and cheese and stuff. They do. On a different day. Um, Ferris and Finley had dinner in the nursery the night we had our Remy dinner. 
Um, and I believe it was chicken nuggets, um, French fries. And I told him, um, Finley will eat anything. Ferris is way more partial to certain things, which you know that, Leah. You saw that firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I thought Lydia did really well with table food and transitioned well, into the milk. Cheese every single night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's worse things in the world. Yep, that's fine. So... Um, to register for the nursery, um, you need to. You can do so 120 days in advance if you are a concierge or a platinum castaway club guest. 105 days in advance for gold. 90 days in advance for silver, and 75 days in advance for first-time cruisers. And you can make your reservations online. And like I said, usually it's only up to 10 hours. Any extra time you want to book will have to be done on the ship. We thought it'd be kind of nice if you got a few hours free, like even if it was. I don't know if you'd they'd give us that whole 10 hours free, but, you know, you're paying for the infant to come on the cruise, and then you're also having to pay for the nursery. And so it would be nice if Disney would throw you a couple hours for free. And I understand that the the infants and the toddlers take a lot more care than the older kids do. You know, they've got a lot more things you've got to know about them. But still, it sort of feels like an extra, you know, stab in the back that here you're paying to send your kid on the cruise and then also pay for babysitting yeah because the kids club is free right right yeah yeah well i guess the infants you're right leah that's not a, fair a lot more hands <laughs> on so uh, yeah, d- yes a lot more does go on but i mean are they charging us the 11 dollars an hour to pay these women i don't think so they're already getting paid right yeah that's true or at least uh, give a some sort of uh, consideration to second-time cruisers or gold members. Yeah, you know? be like, okay, on this cruise, you're going to get two hours free. Right. Even right. two hours free, I mean, you know, we booked way more than 10 hours. Right, so did we. Well, I wonder if the uh, per-hour charge is actually uh, kind of like a gratuity. Maybe. For the, for the, 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 the women who are caring for them. Because I know, like, in Palo, that cover charge isn't a cover charge that gets paid to Palo. That goes to the server. Right. Right, and that's true. So... You know, it's it, maybe it, you're, maybe it, it is that. because they don't get tipped. You know, right. like we don't and we don't even have any way. Like we're not given an envelope. You know, okay, oh, right, would you right, like right. to give an additional gratuity to the women who cared for your children and treated them, you know, like their own? Yeah. Because well, we should say we've been saying women, but we did have we've had males in the past, so it's not just women. But yeah. They're normally younger, like college age. Well, let me ask that question in terms of your impressions of the level of care i think they were great i mean i definitely could tell ferris and finley had favorites mm-hmm. um chloe they loved chloe i mean finley asked about chloe she still mentions chloe Aww. and so apparently she made some sort of big impression on her um they always were happy to see them and very encouraging about you know come on let's go and play and let mommy and daddy do whatever they're gonna do um and able to distract them and make sure that they were gonna have a good time um, checking in and checking out was always very easy and seamless. You know, by the second time and third time, they knew who we were um, and we had everything ready to go. Because they give you Mickey bands for the kids. And Ferris and Finley don't wear things like that on a normal basis. And especially Ferris, he hated it and did not want it on him. <laughs> um, so we ended up leaving them in the nursery. I'll so see, with Lydia, they don't even give it to us. They just automatically keep it in the nursery. Okay. Yeah, because they asked. Because I kept bringing them back and forth. They weren't wearing them. And she's okay. like, well, we can keep them just, you know, right here. And then we just, you know, we scan them or whatever when they come in and when they leave. I'm like, well, that will work out so much better for me and not having to keep up with these things. Because if you lose it, you are charged for losing the Mickey band. But do you know how much it is, Leah? If you're charged? 
I want to say it's $50. Yeah, I knew it was kind of expensive. So, because you yeah. do not want to lose one of those. Um, we really like the professional aspect of it. We feel like they're very professional yet still very loving with your children. And you can tell they're always on the floor playing with the kids. The kids are not just left sitting in swings, you know, or just sort of ignored on the floor, which is comforting to know. I think a lot of times in a daycare setting, you might worry about that, that your kids aren't actually being played with, you know, that they're just sort of being left alone. Also, when you pick up your kids, they will tell you what time your child ate, you know, how long did they sleep, anything that happened during that time they've got a record of, which is really nice. So you know if you need to put the kid down for another nap or if they're done or whatever. They also know what time you're coming to pick the child up, and so they've got the bag totally packed up and the child's ready to go. Um, we also had a few times on this cruise and our past cruises where the kids have been asleep when we've come to pick them up. And assuming that they don't have too many kids in the nursery or coming in at that time, then they're more than happy to keep the child and let the child finish their nap. You know, they'll ask, do you need us to wake them up or do you want us to just go ahead and keep them? And then when the child wakes up, they will either text your wave phone or call you or get a hold of you in some way. So that's been really nice because you know, you, you never want to wake, wake a sleeping child, especially no. when they're away from home and you may not be able to get them back to sleep. So that's that's some of the things that we really enjoyed about the caregivers. I agree with everything she said, for sure. Um, also, every time we picked them up, they had usually been doing some sort of activity. I know one day they had been painting. And up until the point we got there, the bag was all packed, but they didn't want to stop apparently and so Finley greeted me all with paint all over and she's like no let me clean her up let me clean her up I'm like it's really okay you can hand me the hand me a few wipes you know she didn't want her to touch me I'm like oh it's finger paint it's gonna come off you know I'm not too concerned about it but they were always dry when we picked them up they were there were never like any soggy soaking wet diapers or anything like that um and I used to work and she actually had a dirty diaper like as we were about to walk out and I said oh is there someplace I could change her and they said no 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 let me do it and they took her back and changed her for me and anytime you can get out of a dirty diaper changing that is wonderful yes very nice very nice um I was also going to say um I talked about this, um, about making your reservations during the open house on embarkation day, where you can, on a first come first serve basis, you can book additional time for your child. Um, I would suggest doing it on that day because like they say, space is extremely limited. Um, I talked about the Mickey bands. We talked about also, um, when you're dropping off, they do ask that you arrive 10 minutes early before your scheduled nursery time. Um, just so that they can start the check-in process and everything. And that way, if you have an appointment at a certain time, you have time to get there. But if you're dropping them off at opening, which is at 9 a.m., they can't take the child until 9 a.m. They can check you in and do everything else. I learned this on podcast recording day. <laughs> right. <laughs> because we were supposed to be there at 9 a.m. And um, so we dr- literally at nine o'clock, we're like, okay, pass them off. And we ran back to the theater. <laughs> so just be aware of that. Um, Sometimes there gets to be a long line too of parents waiting to drop off. And if you get some of the children that are a little clingy and don't want to be passed off, it does take a few minutes to get them checked in sometimes. Right. So definitely arrive early with your child if you have an appointment. Um, when we left, you know, I left behind something almost every day whether it was a blanket or a toy or a cup and all they would either call me and let me know that I'd left it and I would go back and get it. Um, 
And in the case of the very last night, they give the kids a little goodbye gift. And it's basically a little kid-sized drawstring backpack. And inside are their artwork that they've done during the cruise. So I got all of Ferris and Finley's paintings that they did. And it, and also um, a pillowcase. It says Pluto's Pajama Party on it, which they are thrilled with. They are on their pillows in their beds right now. <laughs> and they also present like a certificate. Um, sort of, you know, saying that they did the Small World Nursery Program and what their award is for. And Finley's was for being a, a, a perfect little princess. And Ferris's was for being like the most adorable boy in in the world or something like that which was really sweet and cute and I Instagrammed these I wanted people to know that my children were little angels (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to explain the backpacks because I had a one year old in the nursery and we got the backpack given to us but there wasn't anything in it because obviously she wasn't doing the artwork and everything this is odd why is she coming home with this backpack I I didn't understand what it was for um, she got the little graduation, you know, type certificate yeah. as well, and then they also sent one up to our room for her birthday. Oh, that, that was really nice. Certificate that said "Happy Birthday, Princess." So that was kind of fun. That is fun, and I bet they probably were really sweet. If she was in the nursery that day, I'm sure they did something special for her, even if they didn't tell you. I bet they did. Yeah. Well, she had her little birthday dress on and everything, so oh, okay. they were all talking about it. You know, when they dropped her off. So. Yeah. Um, something really cute, Finley. She really adored Lydia. Um, but she has a nephew named Levi who is close to the same age and she called Lydia Levi the whole cruise. (laughs) (laughs) So poor Lydia. Hopefully she doesn't grow up with a complex. (laughs) Um, I love the nursery. I can't wait to see what it'll be like on the fantasy as well. Hopefully the team and the staff is just as nice and accommodating as they were on the dream. Um, Leah, did you have any comparisons with Flounder's Reef or are things the same? It's pretty much the same, but I think it's smaller on um, Flounder's Reef is on the magic and the wonder. I believe we have not been on the magic, but on the wonder it's, it's the same sort of setup where there's the playroom and then in the back there's a sleeping area, but it seems a lot darker. Like I think the small world nursery is very bright and it just doesn't feel I don't know. It feels like a fun room to be in. And I don't think that Flounder's Reef is quite the same. And not at all that it's bad. I don't mean that because I know there's people who love those ships, you know. But just comparing the two, it just doesn't seem quite as fun. It doesn't, like the theme of the the small world is totally carried through everything. The bookshelves are part of the the buildings like you would see in the ride. And it just, it, you can tell this is small world. The other one it doesn't seem to have quite as cohesive of a theme and there's fish on the wall and there's things like that. And so it's still fun. It's a fun space, but it's not quite the same. And it just, the colors and everything are a lot different and it's obviously older. So, you know, once the, I'm not sure when the ships are going down for rehabs or anything, maybe it will get changed. I don't know, but it's still a very nice space. It's just not quite the same. I think small world is, is more fun and brighter, but all of our experiences on the wonder where the same as on the dream. The staff is wonderful. You know, we fully trust them leaving our children. We know that they will be taken care of. The one thing that's different on there, I don't, they don't have the wave phones. And so we just had pagers and we would get paged. I'm not sure if they have the wave phones on there now or not. To be honest, I wish we'd had a pager and not a wave phone because half the time I couldn't figure out how to use it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So if they, if they had contacted me, 
probably wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah, luckily they texted us most of the time, like from the kids' clubs with our boys. We would get a text saying Jacob and Jonah are ready to be picked up. And so that was nice because I missed the call most of the time because I couldn't figure out how to work the volume. And half the time it was on vibrate. And so I like, though, that they text you. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice, especially if you're in a theater, if you're in dinner or something, you can look and just see a text rather than have to answer a phone call. And correct me if I'm wrong, but they're open until 1 a.m., the nursery. Um, I think it depends on the day. Because I know um, I know it's not, I thought it said 9 to 1, 9 a.m. to 1 a.m. But I can't imagine leaving my infant in there till 1 a.m. was midnight, but I'm not sure if that's changed. Yeah, we left Lydia until 11 the night of um, that meet in evolution. Uh-huh. That's the only time, though, but she was asleep in the back. And, you know, we hated to leave her that late because then we had to wake her up to take her back to, to transition. Our room. Exactly. That was that's my whole thing. I did not want them sleeping there when it was bedtime. <laughs> yeah. I just have one more note. Um, the amount of kids is limited to how many they will put in, which is nice. It says that they will take a max of four infants, which are kids that are not walking and then 16 toddlers. So, you know, that they're not going to overcrowd the place especially because you're going to have some that are sleeping and some that are playing, you know. So. And if they follow Florida's guidelines for the ratio, I know when I worked at kinder care, anyone like age one, I could not have more. I think it was, I could have six toddlers to my one person and infants. It was four infants to my one person. So I'm not sure if they follow that ratio or not, but I, I would hope it seems like it by what you're saying and judging the amount of women that were in the room. So yeah, it always seemed like there was plenty of staff. Yes. I think more staff than they probably needed, but that's probably good. So they each get a nice break. Right. But, and a lot of individual attention for the kids. Right, exactly. So kudos to the Small World Nursery team. We oh. highly recommend it. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, thank you very much for that, Julie. Thank you very much, Leah, for joining us for this. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. (laughs) 